Started as a seed that grew inside a mama Learned our victories and everything that we conquer The creativity to switch the gears like karma Now I wear our history like it's a badge on a From sports to the music to teachers From students we made this, we do this Our greatness is proven And we gon' level up more until our excellence is evident Listen up ladies, gentlemen, everyone with some melanin Culture, do it for the culture What's going on, brothers and sisters? It's your girl, the one and only Tay Jordan. This is episode 13 of For the Culture Podcast. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm super excited because I have another dope guest I'm about to speak with today. And um, yeah, man, as always, you know, I'm always bringing dope guests. This young lady, though, she is, like much like myself, she is a serial entrepreneur, and she is just doing the damn thing in business, man. So I'm really excited to get to this interview. And uh, she is none other than Portia. Is, I'm sorry, I should ask you how to pronounce your last name. Is it Edmond? No, it's Edmond, yeah. Edmond. Portia yeah. Edmond. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, Portia, she is um, a construction analyst by day. And um, overall, though, she's a serial entrepreneur. I'm really excited to get into all the businesses that she's involved in. So I'm not even going to give the bio. I just want you to get into it. Um, so I usually start off, let's, let's, let me learn a little bit more about your background, where you're from, you know, what did you go to school for? So just uh, dive deep into your background for me. Okay, cool. Um, well, so background, Dallas, Texas. Um, and raised. Um, I went to uh, North Texas. It's a, a college in Denton University. Um, major was like in geography with a minor in geology. Um, I kind of dived into being an environmental scientist. That's my background. Uh, so I did that for a few years out in Houston um, right after college. Uh, making great money. I was working for like um, real estate like commercial real estate developers as a vendor so okay. they like developing different like properties or things of that nature for oil and gas companies but they were still real estate developers but just commercial and okay. so i would do the vending part for them as a environmental scientist to make sure everything was good you know to start the construction so that's 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 kind of where my background is, um, which is also, you know, the love of real estate too, and you know, things of that sort. So yeah. Okay, geology. So you was you grew up really good in science, probably, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love science. I love research. Um, it was just just a passion. Um, that's what I love to do. Yeah. So nice. love science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about you know. Um, in terms of entrepreneurship, how did you get that? What generated the entrepreneurship bug? Were your parents entrepreneurs? How did that come about? Um, not my not my parents. Uh, my grandfather was an entrepreneur. Um, he was in the military. Um, he got out. He became a master plumber. Um, he taught uh, like prisoners at this federal prison, um, kind of in the DFW area. This city called Seagullville. It's a federal prison there. 
he was teaching uh, inmates there how to become master plumbers, you know, and then start your own business, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so he did that. And then what happened was he, when he left the prison, of course, you know, started his own plumbing company. He was working for a lot of real estate investors. That's he networking with real estate investors being there. They're plumbers for like their different, um, you know, apartment complexes, different things like that. And uh, that's kind of how, you know, I was always, I always knew about, you know, businesses and, you know, real estate. And it was from my grandfather because he used to tell us that all the time when we were younger, he never would be going to work like my mom and dad. Like he just, his thing, like just whatever he wanted to do. That's how, what my grandpa did. So that's where it came from. So my grandpa, yeah. That's good. So at an early age, entrepreneurship was kind of normalized to you from your grand your grandfather. It was, but because of that generation, you know, um, not even like LLCs wasn't around until like later. So it wasn't kind of like it was like a hustle. It wasn't something that was like established, you know, business credit, this and this and this. You know, that that came along for me learning how to do it just by getting out here networking learning that part but the the seed of having your own and building your own he had employees like he had different things like that but it wasn't just all the way structured the correct way if, if gotcha. that makes sense. no yeah yeah i totally get it totally yeah. get it. okay so you mentioned a, a bit about you know getting out there doing a due diligence and networking yourself uh, was that an undergrad or I, well i guess i should ask you at what how old were you when you started your first business um, I was 26. Okay. Yeah, I was 26. Yeah, I started the, yeah, I started, I was 26. Um, didn't go like really well. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. And so <laughs> That's I, most uh, of us. Yeah, I stopped. And then, um, cause I was still in Houston. So I stopped and then, um, just, just really scared. You know what I'm saying? Like scared to jump off the porch. No, you know, guidance from anybody. It was really kind of hard to connect when I was in Houston at the time. When I moved back to Dallas for my uh for my environmental company to run the forefront uh in DFW, I was gonna be the main environmental sciences there for them for that. Wow. And maybe like three or four weeks after I got there, they let me go. Are you serious? why mm -hmm. I had moved everything back you know just out of my own pockets and everything they they didn't help me pay for anything like nothing and so I moved back and um yeah just like three or four weeks later like you know let me go like all this stuff um and I went to a, a real estate seminar okay. uh went to a real estate seminar that weekend it was homecoming weekend because I did it the homecoming. Oh, I wow. Talk about real estate seminar. I know. Talk about going to the real estate seminar. I wanted to go to homecoming too because mm -hmm. I've been back in the city. And so that was my first time back in the city. And I wanted to go to homecoming, but I didn't go to homecoming. I uh I went to that real estate seminar. And ever since then, like, you know, started the LLC and I just been, you know, just wow. been then. So like that was, uh, and I think that was like 28. I was like 28, 29. So a few years, like after starting the first one, that, you know, didn't go anywhere because I was just like, kind of afraid like didn't want to really just push myself out there and um you know I just jumped off the porch then like a little bit later than you know all the people that I you know follow on Twitter like a lot younger like maybe make know, me feel like the old head <laughs> yeah they make me feel like that too but at the same time I learned so much from them like I am just amazed by 
how young they are with different things. And I know they're always like, well, the internet was around like that. But I'm like, it wasn't though. Like when we were in high school, I graduated in 06. Yeah, 06, me too, me too. Yeah, like, so you know, like it wasn't that prevalent for us to be like, to get on something and then just get all this information the way that it is now. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, you know, it, it, it just wasn't like that. Now, Facebook was around. Yeah. Uh, at a Facebook my senior year in high school, but it's because I was going, I went to a magnet school. I went to a Townview Magnet School, but um, he had college courses. Okay. The college courses of me being in high school, I had a college, you know, uh, email yeah, yeah, yeah. address. That was the only way at the time you could get on Facebook. And it really, at that time, it really was social networking in terms of nothing business-wise. It was just like, you know, Correct. Correct. making statuses. So Correct. that's my space and all that stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know we were the same class. That's cool. You used to hoop too as well, right? Yeah, I did. I did. I played for, um, I used to play for like Lincoln once one year and I played for like Madison another year because I went to Townview. So didn't have sports. Townview didn't have sports. Uh, I don't know. What, what, what area are you in? So I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, but I, I now reside in DC. Okay. 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 So yeah, Dallas, like just our magnet schools, they don't have sports. And so I've always went to magnet schools, um, just a little bit better than like because it, it was, it's a focal point. So like, I only focused on at the time law, I wanted to be an attorney, but really? once I went to college, yeah, I changed my major to, um, I wanted to just do like sciences. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So coming in before you changed your major, were you uh pre-law or political science? I was poli-sci. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Nice. That's what my mind is. I took the first poli-sci class and I was like, nope, this is not. For me? I'm happy you learned early because I ended up going to Harvard. I moved to D.C. to go to Harvard for law school. I dropped out okay. after a year. I was like, this ain't for me. But oh, that's because wow. you learned early. Yeah, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the vibes. Like, I didn't like any of that. But, um, yeah, like, I just, I love geography. Like, I love uh, geology. Uh, I have my geographic information system certification. So, uh. I loved it. You know, I love the people. Um, I was the only black person, um, even out of the graduating class. Wow. Um, It was no black people in that building, like the environmental science building. Mm -mm. That's crazy. That's black girl magic. Uh, That's, that's. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you started your first business a few years later. um, You got into real estate. So mm-hmm. and I really want to cheers to that because like, um, who's that that's always saying massive action, take massive action. I think that's Sean Terry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it Sean Terry? Or is that Grant Cardone? I think it's Grant Cardone. Okay. I don't know. I get them so confused. One of them. <laughs> but yeah, one of the big gurus, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, like yourself, I've gone to uh, a seminar and that's kind of what the bug generated in me. Like, that's how I learned about wholesaling. But uh, I didn't, like yourself, I didn't do instant applying of the knowledge that I had just learned so you left the seminar and started your LLC can you just talk a little bit about that like were you just like super geeks like oh my goodness I gotta get it or how um, you- yeah I was I was super hype um so I'm an extrovert um I give my energy by people uh so like I like meeting new people like I been around you know just great high energy people like you know people are just in a group setting whatever it may be um, so leaving the seminar, I was very pumped up, very hyped, met some amazing people there. They did do an upsell. I did buy because I'm not paying twenty twenty five thousand dollars. Oh no! Was that a rich dad poor dad seminar? No, it wasn't a rich dad poor dad seminar. It was a um, 
what seminar was that? It, um, it was a uh, Grove and his wife. Um, they are based in Austin, Texas, and they travel around to like Austin, Dallas, Houston. Oh, okay, so it's a Texas. Okay. Yeah, it's a Texas local thing. That's his. That's his thing. So he's saying that like, hey, don't let the thin murals or the rich dad poor dads come in because he's from the Texas market. Like that's how. He, that's his yeah. so, Which is yeah, he's really great. Like he really is, but. Their program is called the Big Dog Program, and I think it was like twenty to like thirty thousand dollars to get in. Ooh. I was like, no, 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 like not me. Like so, I didn't do that. Um, but I did pay for the seminar. I took the gyms. Um, I did a lot of research. Um, did a lot of YouTubing. Um, a lot of podcasting. Which at that time in twenty sixteen, it was not a lot of stuff like how it's very saturated now. Um, and space of wholesaling it's it wasn't a lot of stuff back then um jay person uh mark whitten mm-hmm. guys were really out they had a lot of videos and i know a lot of people talk you know crap about jay and yeah. you know stuff, but like just from me when i started he was the only person on kind of like on youtube doing this stuff at the time and what he was teaching on that like you know what i'm saying like that's how how he got deals like you know like so I, I don't know, but just whatever is going on with him and all these funds and all this stuff, I don't know. But um, yeah, I feel you. I feel the same way. Him and uh, Anthony Edwards, those were like the only two mm-hmm. black on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, it wasn't. A, yeah, and Mark Whitten and Mark yeah. Whitten is out of like, uh, uh, Baltimore, so it wasn't a lot of people that was like out back then doing you know what they do now. So so everybody is in education of wholesaling, real estate blah 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 like all this stuff whatever and it's just like oh my goodness it's so saturated with the education side mm-hmm. you know and it's in and, and i feel for newbies because i'm like i literally just had a notepad mm-hmm. a pencil, you know what i'm saying um driving my car like that's literally what i would do and i would just write letters yep. back in 2016 2017 and it's like you don't need all of this extra stuff now once you to do volume and you're doing all this stuff yeah get the systems and you know delegate out and hire out and all this stuff um but when i started you know i just i just took what they said to do at that seminar um and i did it and you know that's what happened so yeah that's cool so was it your first introduction what so the LOC that you started was it based wholly on wholesaling or what part of real estate investing did you focus on um, well, my LLC is just, it's a generic LLC. Like I didn't do something that said like Porsche wholesaling company LLC. I didn't do that. Um, okay. It's just a generic company that I started. Uh, I went through LegalZoom. Uh, okay. Wasn't something like super fancy or anything. Um, I have a good friend. Um, she does like, she's a, a CPA tax accountant. So she got with me and told me to go ahead and start it. Mm-hmm. She was like, if you're not making any deals or any profits yet, because I had about seven deals they fell through before I actually closed my first deal. Really? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but she went ahead and told me to start it just so I could start focusing on the business credit. So I just did that generic name because, because Jay Morrison talked about it on like his videos, not to put those, um, those words off in there. Yeah. Especially to establish business credit. I heard you. Right, exactly. And it's like now that I'm doing like the business credit uh, mastery course with um, with Irene, um, you know, off Twitter, Irene. Oh, she's from Cleveland. Irene Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love Irene. But yeah, doing the, I'm doing the business stuff with her. That's like one of the first things she talked about, you know, those risky names. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, oh, well, my LLC, you know, that I originally did, it don't have that in there. Mm -hmm. Like you 
what my business was because it's like I, it's just a generic name like you know nice okay cool 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 so you're working real estate what what does that business look like today like what tenants what what areas of real estate investing do you work in? So today, um, I do still do wholesaling, um, but more so for the lead generation part. Wholesaling is really just lead generation and marketing, mm-hmm. um, much. Um, and then of course, you know, negotiating, getting it under contract. But for me, I use it as a tool for me to buy or, or my investors or people that are close to me or partners. Okay. I, the lead generation part for for me to purchase the properties. I don't necessarily really assign them anymore. Mm-hmm. I do sometimes and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, you know, just like I said, like if I have 10 under contract, I may buy five, I may wholesale five. Okay. That's just kind of how, you know, like how we do it. Um, Like I have three under contract now, um, we're going to buy all three of them. Nice. Like it's not something that I just assign all the time because I'm like, well, no, we got plans for these because we build as well. You know nice. what I'm saying? I have the new construction, so we're like, we build on these lots that we're buying. Um, and then also, what else? The, uh, the Airbnbs have flown under those. Um, the Airbnbs, the wholesaling for the Legion, the new construction. Yeah, and that's about it right now. Mm-hmm. Nice, and nice. Land and stuff, yeah. So I, I, I really wanted to talk to you about as well, because uh, back, I think it was 2017, I came across this course. I don't know how I came across it. Girl, I took so many courses. Uh, but I like I like I like courses too. Like I do. Yeah. Um, I think the guy. Uh, have you heard of Jack Bosch? He Jack. he runs uh, Land Profit Generator. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, that was my first introduction to land. I, I just was really intrigued by you know this course. I'm like, oh, let me check him out. And he his he basically wholesales land. So, but he mm-hmm. sells the land like on um. Owner finance, owner finance, and what's that site? I want to say eBay. Is it eBay? What's the other? Sells it on eBay. I think it is eBay. He sells the <laughs> land on eBay. I was like, oh, that's different, that's awesome. right? But um, yeah, yeah. So tell me about the land. So are you wholesaling the land? Well, I know you say you developing it as well. So I do want to talk about developing. Um. Okay. So it depends because you have different kinds of land. So like right now, like if I'm focusing on lots, I focus on the like just regular square footage lots, infill lots. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. That's the proper term. It's called an infill lot. Okay. So I'll buy or wholesale like these infill lots. Um, but I'm also like my lead generation that I do well that I do or that I'm, I'm training, I've trained people to do it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, when we're lead generating, we're also looking for acreage of land. Mm. So acreage of land is because I want to get into the land leasing that, you know, Josh and B and all of those guys talk about, um, I want to get into some of that stuff. So like we do the lead gen for the acreage. Um, and we also do legion for acreage when, you know, just to sell to people. I mean, it's like hunting land you can put on a land lease. Um, it's different things, but also like right now we have like a lead for like for the hundred acres, you know what I'm saying? In a city a little bit outside of Dallas. And so it's just like the hundred acres that could be developed, you know, because for one acre, you can put five houses on it. Wow. So to have a hundred of it, you know, it's really, that's a really good, uh, really good deal. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So how did you learn about that? Was that your seminar as well to taught you about the land? Mm-mm, no, land just kind of came about. Um, land, when I can say, okay, so when my seven deals fell through, 
three of those deals were land. They were land. Three of those deals were land. Now, my first ever deal was 1.5 acres of land wow. that I held. And I made, like, I, well, my first deal was, like, $3,000. Okay. Like, $3,000. And then my next one on the next lot was, like, 18000 on the spring. Ooh, okay. Right. <laughs> and then I did another one. It was almost, like, maybe, like, 22 acres or, like, 25 acres, mm-hmm. something like that. And it's a really big payday as well. And I was just like, okay, I like this land thing. And I just started looking up land. Like I just started looking up land. I started looking up lots. And I just then I then I uh got in like I got um I was driving around where my uh were three contracts that I had, the ones that fell through. I was driving around that neighborhood to find builders. Mm. I mean, serve their buyers, like you know, people are always like, Oh, how do I find a buyer for my land? well, go find a builder. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? They have a network of investors that buy from them for them to build on, or they'll buy it themselves to build and sell, right? Mm -hmm. So I was driving around the neighborhood and um, I found this builder. Well, it was her worker. And and he connected us and we've been cool ever since, like almost like two and a half, almost three years on that relationship. And she finances my bills for me. Really? Right. So like when I'm buying these lots, like, you know, when I'm using some of my wholesale money, then on the next one, I buy my lots. She's financing the build. We either build to sell or we build to rent. You know, she's taking care of after, you know, the transaction at the end. Right. All right. So I was, that was going to be my follow-up question. I was going to ask you, being that you, you know, you're developing on the land, I was going to ask you, how do you build your capital? Was it private capital, hard money, but you, that's a relationship, right? Yeah. It's a relationship, right? Exactly. Yeah, coming from her, but um, I actually have another mentor um, that has been doing building for like 30, probably like 30, 33 years, like old school cat. Um, But he um, is showing me a different way to do the financing where the financing is going to be through the bank. Mm. And we're going to leverage the land to go through the bank to where, you know what I mean? Like I'm using that as the collateral to get, you know, what I need to get on, like for the build. Right. Okay. That's it comes with like a financial, financial, a financial advisor is coming with, you know, like him coming with the plans and everything of how much it's going to cost to build, what we're building, how much is going to, you know, just the whole nine yards, you know, um, and a lot, of, we already have the buyer who's going to buy too. Oh, that's awesome. Like, the so market, yeah. Specifically, is this just in Texas, in Dallas, Texas? Yeah, right now it's just in Dallas, right? Yeah, because but I want to create that as a system once I get it down packed here to do it in multiple cities. Like that's what I want to do. You know, just like and I, I'm focusing on it so hard to where I can like I can create this system and just duplicate this all over like different areas and nice. show people too. Like I don't I don't care about you know sharing the knowledge. I can show yeah. you exactly what I'm doing is just like I don't have all the pieces in your state or your city because that's a network that's a relationship base Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying but once I get the system down here to where I'm learning the different ways from hard money or private money or that relationship money how we can get that in and duplicate that in other cities like that's something I want to you know what I'm saying 
I think that's super right. dope. You got such a knowledge base that's like it's rare. So like that's a lot mm-hmm. of games right there. So it, I think it, you would be able to duplicate it to different cities. But you know, I hope so. Yeah, because I got a lot of people all over everywhere. But yeah. I want to show them like, okay, you buy this lot, then then these these are the next steps that we do for you to get the funding. So I want it to be just like for them, like where I just buy the lot, I pay for my plans, my permits, and my closing costs. That's it. That's what I want to ask you. So what does that look like? Because I think for many of us, like for instance, me, even I would be like, oh my goodness, it's probably so much to be a developer. Like I'm I'm ways away from that. That take time. Let me focus on this. So what does that look like in terms of, you know, you get the lot, you buy the lot. Now I got to pay for materials or are you just, you know, getting your contract? How does that work? Okay. So, so with me and my builder, I'm an investor. I don't have time to get my GC license, to get a team, to get a trades, all this stuff. I still work my nine to five. My nine to five funds, you know, my businesses at the moment, right? So for me, it's kind of like with her and I, like what we do is uh, when I buy the land, the land is in my business name. Um, Like I said, I pay for my plans. I pay for my permits. I pay for my closing costs. I do a contract with her in order for us to like go through her provider where she's building, you know, where she has that relationship for the funding. I have her like I signed that over to her to where she's then building on that after we build and we sell it. It's already sold because the realtor that we go through already has pre-approved people um, for, you know, for the house that we're building. Okay. So the product that they're getting is just if that person is already pre-approved. A lot of times they are, they're on a waiting list. Um, wow. Yeah, we don't really, because we do, we're doing affordable housing. We're doing anything under 250. I'm nice. not. Nice. Wow, so it's also a social aspect to it. I didn't know you were doing affordable housing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything under 250, right, exactly. So That's- like, so, so yeah, so when she does that and it's like already sold, when they get their loan, you know what I'm saying? They get their loan amount. And say, for instance, their loan is, um, okay, I could do the numbers. Um, I'll do the numbers on the one I'm doing now. So, like, my lot was 20000 Okay. Um, uh, The permits, plans, like, closing costs, like, all that stuff, it's around, like, 10000 total that I'm going to have to come in. So, I'll be all in 30000 Okay. So, 30000 And then um, the new build is going to cost me one twenty five. And then, like, the area, the house that we're, like, she already, like, listed, like, did whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so, that's 155 She did it for 210 Okay. So, the lady that her uh, realtor has, like, the realtor that we have on our team, she's going to do it for 210 So, that's 210 minus the 155 That's a nice little payday. Mm-hmm. So now, like how long does it take for these new, these new builds to, to complete? Like three to four months. That's not bad at all. Wow. And these are your standard three bedroom, two bath or? Uh-huh. Three bedroom, two bath. My my floor plan is actually a four two. Four two. Oh wow. That's yes. super dope. So do you are you sticking to just one zip code, one area? Is it like a cluster or are you all over Dallas? Nope. I stick to one zip code. Um, I bust down zips, uh, zip codes. I just become a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Okay. I don't get all crazy because DFW is a metroplex. So we have Dallas, we have Mesquite, we have Lancaster, we have DeSoto, Duncanville, Cedar Hill. We have so many cities because it, it's a metroplex. Yeah. In the, and then it's the same thing on the Tarrant County side, which is Fort Worth. 
So then you got Forward, you got Arlington, you got Grand Prairie. Like they're all within Tarrant County, but they're small cities. You know, who own governments. Yeah. And so it's a metroplex. It's not, you know, not like just Cleveland or not like just, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Dayton or whatever. You know, it's not like that. It's an entire metroplex. And so it can get very overwhelming because it already got overwhelming to me. I tried to do that. In 2016, 2017, I tried to take on the entire metroplex. I just can't, you just can't do it. I can't do it. That's interesting. It, it sounds it's not like if I can't do it, I don't want to do it. No, I feel you. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Stick Correct. to it. That's really good. So what does that look like? When, okay, so you all in personally 30, 30 racks. And then you got your builder, and she's it's gonna cost her one twenty five. So what does that split look like in terms of? And even after the fact, well, you're not holding it, so it's a it's a sell at the end. So that's your exit. So yeah, what does no what, her profit? Her O M P. Uh, her uh, her O M P is in the one twenty five. Oh, I yeah, see. O M P is in the one twenty five. Yeah. Okay, I got you. No, my profit is the part that's on top. So whatever it ends up selling for. So like, you know, um. Just like on the first one, um, you know, it's it's a learning lesson. It's for me to, you know, because really, I mean, like twenty thousand was good on a lot. I wish I would have got it, like you know, really for like seventeen or fifteen. Yeah. You know, try to get it as low as possible, or like nothing more than like twenty percent of your bill cost. I see. Um, and then the one twenty five, it actually was cheaper. It was on me. I was delaying, just you know, again being afraid, like just with different stuff because it's a different level. I'm not just wholesaling. Like yeah. this is amounts of money that, you know what I'm saying? That's going into other stuff. And so I'm just like, uh, you know, but I kind of waited a little bit and then stuff went up. Mm. It, was, it was at like 120, you know, 120, like 118, 120 to build, you know, but then I have like another builder, you know, he's quoting me like 110, but oh, it's just, wow. but it's different for the financing though, because she's financing it. So it's a little bit of an upcharge. But that's the price I'm paying for, like, as an investor. Some people may say, oh, it's crazy. You could build it yourself. No, I can't because I'm not going to get, I'm not going to go get a GC license. I'm not about to go get trades and learn. Like, I'm, no, I'm not doing all of that. Like, I know how to build a house, but I'm not going to do, like, the whole entire process because I don't have. Girl, you know how to build a house? I ain't doing enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's because um, my grandpa used to build houses oh, from yeah, the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's super dope. So, like, how was that? I know that feeling, it probably was a feeling of overwhelming, but, like, after the fact, I know that had to be, like, an exhilarating feeling, like, once you was completed, and that gave you a, a proof of concept, right? Like, how was, was mm -hmm. it cracking at first, like, doing your first development deal? Um, I mean, it's, like, nerve-wracking. Like, we're still in, we're in the process. Like, I, because it was, she was waiting on me. Like, I just had a lot of stuff going on personally, and, like, all this like we literally just closed like with the stuff on the financing so it's oh, okay dope well congrats mm -hmm. on that yeah congrats. thank you but yeah um but that one but i have like i have more lots like i just i've just been you know not hoarding lots but i have been just buying other lots so after this one we'll be going to the next one okay and, uh, mm -hmm. that's super so, dope i want to get a few of them done and then i'll start building to rent like that's what i want to do Okay, so that's interesting yeah. because do you follow, you probably follow Aisha Selden on Twitter? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love Aisha, yeah. Yeah, she's really big on like, don't sell nothing, you know, hold right. everything. Well, I, I wasn't going to, um, but I had a conversation um, with a good friend and um, they advised me um, 
to sell because the market right now in Dallas is hot. So mm-hmm. with me building to to sell with this this one, I'm only gonna do it for like only maybe like three or four of the lots. That's okay. it. Any of the other lots will build to rent. Now I'm also in another market to where I have a builder there where like it's a cheaper market and I can get the lots a lot cheaper. I mean I'm talking about less than ten thousand dollars cheaper. Wow. So, That's a big difference. Right. Right. And so there, when we get in the lots less than 10000 cheaper, I can build to rent there, no problem. Really? Partner with the government on subsidy housing and just, you know, just move on. Like, and that's kind of what I want to do because Dallas market is really on fire to where like already if that house could sell for like the 210 or, you know, we already have a contract in for it for the 210 just with the renderings already. It's like, okay, that's fine. But like, I, I did think about keeping it. I keep going back and forth with myself about keeping it because I'm like, it's a sale for 210. I'm like, you know, in 10 years, it's going to be crazy. Like, you know, so that's kind of where I went back and forth, but no, I'm just gonna, no, I'm going to build some, build some sale on these first few. And then after that, I'll, in that other market that I'm talking about mm-hmm. where they're cheaper i'll build to rent there that's and i think that's good i don't think there's anything wrong with like for instance i think that a lot of people uh frown down and look down upon wholesaling because they like you know you could have bought the property and you just getting a finder's fee so like even i think it's good to build capital so even on these first few sales you could look at it like oh man i wish i could hold it but you got a strategy you got a plan you know you have a plan to hold the others in the next zip code correct correct right that's exactly what it is right and that's i just kept going back and forth because i'm like man i don't want to sell shit like you know what i'm saying but i I just i want to build the capital up yeah because like I don't do volume you know what I'm saying I don't do volume um I just you know I'm still on this grind like you know like the million is the is the marker and it's just you know just constantly stacking that capital so I can get into larger projects sure. because I'm with this with development it's just building you know what I'm saying it's just like building but like because they're already infill lots like the development that I want to get into like that's large and that's going to take a lot of money and I'm not there yet you want to do buildings yeah, like I want to do like like a whole like communities is like what I want to do. Like I want to do entire communities where like land isn't, you know, it's nothing yet. And then I we go in, we develop it, you know what I'm saying? We subdivide the lots, we sell off lots, you know, to builders or whatever, and they come in and build and you know, whole communities. That's the type of development that I want to get into. But I understand, you know, starting from this level of building yeah you know, a few, um, you know, properties right now, um, yeah. working on a townhouse one right now with another, like, larger lot to where we could probably put, you know, anywhere from, like, maybe, like, four to five, maybe even six, like, townhouses on there. That would be cool. Oh, you well on your way, girl. Don't beat yourself up. Build that capital. You got a plan. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, are you familiar with what, well, I don't, I don't think he works in a single family space, but, um, yeah, I think he does just apartment buildings, but are you familiar with this, uh, this brother named Brandon Rule? Yeah, um, I love Brandon Rule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, I love his, uh, I listen to him on Earn Your Leisure mm-hmm. and I've been just like stalking him like a hawk, like <laughs> him, Chris, like I talk to him all the time, um. Yeah. Just, you know, just want to learn from them in that space. And like, and of course, like, I mean, I'm not the person to where like I use all of my resources and it could be because I'm like, you know, 30 plus whatever, but um, I'm just not, I don't need the hand holding. Like I'm going to 
my resources. I'm going to use the information. And once I get it, then I'm going to present it to them and come to them, you know what I'm saying, with the other stuff that's needed. For sure. You know, I'm lacking. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, be prepared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, my bad. I'm just so intrigued about this land stuff. So how, what does your lead generation look like? How does that work? Um, so do it by zip codes. Uh, remember I told you, so like, um, the cold callers that I have and the lead generation VA that I have, she's in Egypt. She's awesome. Oh, she in Egypt? That's where these pictures from. I went to Cairo and her goddess. Yeah. Yeah. But she's in Egypt, and then I have another VA in Canada. What he does for me, he pulls the information from the county. So I deal directly with lists from the county. I also use Propelio. Um, Propelio is really good for me to analyze different things like that. Um, and keeping it all organized, it all goes in there. But Propelio also have land lists now. So they have lists that you can pull for land. I pull that list off in there by my zip codes that I work on. So I don't pull it for the entire Dallas. I just pull it for the specific zip codes that I'm, I'm working on, right, exactly. And so um, that plus what the um, my VA from Canada pulls uh, from the county and he compiles it, like cleans it up for me. He knows the markers that I like. Um, you know, I've done videos and trained him on, you know, what I need and he sends it over. Once he sends it over, then it goes to the VA that's in Egypt to where she then does like all the skip tracing, all the other stuff. A you lot got of the system, you got a funnel. Uh, not yet. I mean, it's, I'm tweaking it. Like it's not, it's not, it's not running like how I want it to run like super smooth. It's just, um, you know, for now, because like, I'm still like, I'm still super active in it, you know, which is fine to me. Like, I, like I said, I don't care. Like, because well, I do care because like I'm I want to get away from active income. So like for okay. me, nine to five and this being super active, but I love it though. Yeah. I love it too. Like I love I being on post like, about uh passive versus residual income. I said, Yeah. Oh my goodness, girl. Like I one <laughs> more person say I can that. Tell you to me, up. I was like, yo, like residual income is not an actual income. It's yeah. the residue. Like, you know, I'm yeah. I don't but like people that smoke, like it's the residue, like it's what's left over. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. That's like funny. Not an actual income, but um, no. So I'm just, you know, I'm I am still really active in it. But like I said, I like it. You know, like I like door knocking still. I like driving for dollars, like never. Like I like, I just, I like it. Like I love well, I it. Say purist. That's that's dope. Huh? I said you're a real estate purist. Yeah, yeah, I just, I like it. Like, I like it a lot. But, um, but with, so, but with that, when they do that, then it goes to, it goes to the cold caller that I, you know, have working these zip codes for me, and they're making calls, you know, and that's just, that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Acquisition side, because, you know, I'm working on now teaching them how to actually analyze land and what they need to look for when making an offer. That's the, that's the next step that we're working on now. So just trying to build systems and get them up together because everybody be talking about systems, but it's yeah. about systems. Like, but I do have a process, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I just need to get these systems working like completely, but it'll still need me because like, I'm, we're not dispoing. We dispo sometimes, but not all the time. Like, you know, it's picking the low fruit. Like, and it's certain properties that I'm like, no, I want that. So I'm going to go find that person. So that's, that's, yeah, that's how I, that's how I do it. So, yeah. And you know, one of the things that I, from the course that I had with uh, 
that land profit generated with Jack Bosch. It seems as though it's, is it difficult for you to um, pull comps for land, like within a certain radius? Uh, is it, is it difficult being that it's not a structure? Um, it depends. Like for me, I know the zip codes that I'm working. So okay. when it, it's the acreage though like you know certain stuff that's rural right now yes sometimes that can be difficult but when it's in the city like in dfw like where you know in, that in makes Fort sense. like yeah when we're put i know the area so like i know what stuff over there is selling for okay. as far as the new bills because you want to focus on what the new bills too are building for mm -hmm. to know what you get the land for so yeah. you know you know, you if a, if a house is selling for you know if it's doing like you know one ninety two ten, you know two twenty whatever, you know you don't need to be over thirty thousand for a lot. It's too, okay. it's cutting into your profit because you have to think about the bill cost plus the land cost. Makes you know sense. What I'm Other cost cost that you have, you know, holding costs. If you're not already have a realtor like mine, they already got people pre-approved for who wants a new bill. But not everybody does. Everybody don't have, a, uh, like, it already sold before. Like, our stuff is sold before it even breaks ground. You see what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you got to get it like that. And that just comes from relationships. It comes, it just comes from relationships. Like, it's not something that I can teach. Like, people be asking me, I'm like, it's not something I can teach you. Like, I literally got out here. I drove around. I found builders. I found people. Like, I talk to people all the time. Like, I Houston, you know, for FEMA doing the stuff, uh, whatever, but it's like, at the same time, I still um, did the driving for dollars on Labor Day on my day off. In Houston? Yeah, I did it in Houston. Um, And found, like, a few, like, handymen, like, stuff, like, it's just, like, people that you will need if you see a sign, write it down. Right, right, right call them and tell them like hey i saw your sign blah 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 add that person to your network like i don't know about you but i or anybody else but i have a um not just my phone but i have an excel spreadsheet of people that's in the network because it's not people that i talk to all the time yeah but sometimes it's people that i may need for something they are listed you know what i'm saying for whatever you do on a excel spreadsheet yeah you're a grinder. That's what's up, man. And it's all your net worth is determined by your network. So that's super dope. Exactly. Um, so stand on the real estate. I wanted to talk about your experience with mobile homes. Um, I follow, uh, you're probably familiar too. You familiar with uh, Mobile Home Elite? It's a husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought their course. Uh, yeah. Shout out uh -huh. to them. Dope. Yeah. Super dope. Okay. So yeah. Uh, okay. So you bought the course. So I wanted to talk to you about your experience with. Um, Mobile home investing. I noticed that you had um, you do it on the owner finance, right? Um, yeah, but I actually like I haven't closed the deal on owner finance with mobile homes. Okay, I've been getting into the part of like marketing to it. Like my my boyfriend, he um had been talking to me about mobile homes for a long time, and I never was like, eh, I think we all do that. We turn our nose. But up. he was all like into it, like whatever. But he never took like you know the jump or the step with it or whatever. And then when I started seeing Byron and Charmise all the time, and then Tara was talking about it, um, Jasmine, um, you know, Ahmad, like all of them talking about it on the timeline and stuff. I'm like, man, let me look at this course again, like whatever, like. Let me course and so like I did one of their webinars again and I bought the course so I tell him about it and like just now so like you know we just we make the calls to park owners like all this stuff um but Monday when I was here that's where we went driving for dollars at so I did 
we did a whole bunch of parks or whatever. And so when we did the parks, we actually called today. Um, we had something set up with one of the park managers for this one. Somebody had just moved out and okay. uh, they just moved out. And so it's just like, it may be for sale. Hmm. Um, and that's just something that the neighbor told me. The neighbor was out and he gave me the number, but we called, a, I called a few of the parks like today. And so did he, he called a few too. So, yeah. and we got like a meeting like with one of the park managers, so. So with I'm that, so for my first deal, huh? I'm excited for my first deal with with a mobile home. That's super dope. So, what's your exit strategy with that? Is it the sell? It, are you trying to flip well, it? Well, I mean, it's gonna be it'll be pretty much the same thing. Like it's gonna be the same thing, like with traditional. Like either with depending on how much I can get it for. I I know investors that buy in this area and in Dallas area. So okay. either we'll sell it to them, mm-hmm. or they'll rent to own it or owner finance it. Okay. I, like I've done an owner finance deal with single family. So like I know what that looks like. Yeah. It's just with this, the numbers are just lower. That's it. That's right. So numbers are just lower. Like, but um, yeah, it's I mean it's the same thing. But for me, it's just like this is an easier entry for like lower capital for mm-hmm. to get like, you know, a regular single family. But even just like with land, like with lots, it's it's an easier entry to get the lots same with mobile homes. So that's my only focus in real estate. I'm only focusing on where we're driving for dollars or calling park managers because I want to get that first deal with the mobile homes to build up that cash flow and then the stuff with the lots and building. That's all I do. Okay. I don't do emails. I don't do nothing with structures no more. Like, I don't do any of this stuff. Like, I just, I focus on the lots and the land, like all that stuff. And I focus on the stuff with the mobile homes now. That's it. Got you. Have you done any flips? Well, I mean, not- I have partnered with my partner to do two. And it's not my ministry. I do not like it. Really? Why? Why so? Uh, because my back was hurting when I was in there cutting towel. It's not. I don't like it. Oh, you was actually. Oh, you was. No, in, we was in it. You was in we the trenches. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. We I was in the bando. We was in the bando, and it's not. That's not my ministry. That's not what I like to do. No. <laughs> hey, well, what's the saying? Sometimes you got to go through some. Sh- no, no, no. It was great for him. Like I mean, he loved it. Like, but okay. And they like you know the profit, like, whatever did well, like, whatever for him, but just on that, like, nah, nah, bro, that's not, that's my life, I don't, I don't want to do that, uh-uh, nope. Girl, I was going through all the stuff that you involved in, and I just was like, damn, that's super, I thought I did a lot, you know how um, people are actually, oh, where do I start? I got you down. Well, I think because, well, I think people, what people didn't realize, like, like my main focus is like my non like my nine to five or what I do with FEMA is a construction analyst and real estate. That is it. Like okay. all the other stuff in addition, like the vending machines with my brother and sister, like they are they do majority of that stuff. Okay. Like I it's, it's the capital. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not okay, like, so like, like a passive investor in these partnerships. Yeah, yeah. Like same thing with the and stuff with my dad and them and stuff. They're doing all the operations. Like I'm not, I'm not handling any of that stuff. Cause I let them know up front, like I can't, but cause I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm meeting these people. I have the network where they don't to get the knowledge on how to do this stuff. And that's good that you got, say, I got the, you got the money, you got the knowledge, but you got people that you can delegate to actively run the businesses. And that's, exactly. that's oh girl. Exactly. Cause that's- I can't do all of that. No, like my focus is like, the stuff with my nine to five using for my, my real estate. Cause that's what I love. And they know that they know that that's my focus. I tell them that before we even get into it, yeah. like I 
focus on this part on the operations to run the actual business. But yeah. I can, I can, I have attorneys to where we can do the LLC, we can get the operating agreement set up, we can get the business bank account, work on business credit, blah, blah, blah. I have those things yeah. to set up in the capital. You got the game plan and it's on them to execute. Correct. Exactly. That's exactly. dope. And, and the fact that you're able to do with your family, girl, don't, don't take mm -hmm. that. That's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. Everybody yeah. ain't got that. And it's, it, yeah. And I let people know like, nah, this is their partnerships. They're not, it's not like, Oh, I'm a hundred percent honoring. Like I, nah, it's all partnerships. Like it's fine. Like, and I, I'm not ashamed to say that. Like I'd rather be partners with my family, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, just people in my life that I trust and I, you know, that's what it's about. Now, yeah, I believe in them, you know? How does that look like, though, in terms of, say, for instance, a person that's interested in going into business, it could be a family member or a friend or, you know, just a business partner. How does that structure look like? Like, how did you, if you don't mind sharing, how did you guys structure on paper what that partnership looks like? It's just evenly. Okay. It's even. All of them are even. So, like, with it, it's being the three of us, uh, me, my brother, my sister, I think... Thirty-three, thirty-three, thirty-four percent, like okay. because the ninety-nine, like you know, whatever. Um, so like thirty-four, thirty-three, thirty-three, like super dope. Yeah, um, okay. same thing. Trucking thing is it's the same way. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know you. I'm not that person on like where I'm just like, oh no, I gotta have more of the percentage, like blah blah. Like I'm not, nah, bro, not that person. Like I'm good, bro. Like I'm straight. I'm very blessed to like be in the situation that I'm in because I've been at the lowest in other situations. Like I'm happy to to put people on with stuff. Now not all my family can go or come to whatever because they don't have the mindset with it. I feel if you. they had the mindset with it and they wanted to put in the work or like they wanted to do whatever, yeah, it's fine. But I can't hold your hand. I can't like do all this stuff. Like you have to do the research too. Like you have to put in the time. You gotta put in the hours. Like I put in a lot of hours. Like people don't realize that like I put in a lot of hours of doing this. And so you gotta do it too. Like, you know, like it just can't be me doing it. Like you have to put in hours too. So that's real. That's real. I respect that for mm -hmm. sure. I noticed also you involved you're a mobile notary, right? Did you yes, yes. did you take um brother Andre Andre Hatchett's course? I, just I did not like I I everybody was talking to me about Andre after like I took the course that I took I never saw Andre's course um before I took Mark Willis course um loan signing systems um and I it's an amazing course um taught us everything about how to be a notary signing agent um and then it taught us how to build a six-figure business which wow. my notary business is not six figures yet <laughs> I feel um, you. yeah it's not six figures yet but um he taught us how to you know do marketing and stuff directly to title companies and different things like that to where we can get the direct signings um and business behind it you know so yeah I didn't I didn't get I didn't use Andre but he's great um I talk to Andre all the time but like yeah he's pretty cool Really he's cool. super supportive man like mm -hmm, the first time i put my ebook up like i hadn't even known him. i don't even think i was following him yet and like he was one of my first customers I'm like who's this guy that just bought my book i just posted the book like yeah he's really cool like i like him a lot um he was telling me about um because i get a lot of dms and uh like on all platforms and so he was kind of helping me to figure out if i wanted to do like one-on-one -on -one consultations or if i to kind of do like an ebook or like an a, a course like a one-time course yeah. and just 
me teaching people how to do like the lots or the land or whatever while because I you know kind of leverage your nine to five with it um he was saying just do like a one-time thing whatever to where like they just pay for it mm -hmm. you know, it's a class and that's actually a really good idea but sure. you know, um I really don't like to be honest with you like I don't like the whole like education education space like that with um because i'm not trying to be like i'm not a guru like i'm not nothing like that like i'm just i'm just out here doing what i do like and having fun living life like that's what i'm out here doing so no, but I, I agree with you and i felt the same way specific i feel like it's just saturated specifically in wholesaling like yeah i don't need another course for me the market it's don't too that. much right. yeah it's too much but i will say for the knowledge base that you have in terms of your experience with the new builds like I, I know I will buy your course consultation, whatever you offer, because that's something I would definitely, I think that's uh, the market needs that that's not a saturated market. Right. Um, right. So yeah, uh, let's talk. I know you got this transportation partnership as well. Can we get a little bit into that and what that looks like and what's the vision? Okay. Is yeah. So with my dad, um, my dad has his CDO um, and my sister, she's currently incarcerated while she was incarcerated well her she's currently incarcerated now but she's up for parole right now um we're hoping that she gets out by october but we'll see um yeah. but while she's been in there she um wrote a business plan where you know how i wholesale houses she was helping me before she got locked up okay. um biggest supporter like i mean helping me out no type don't need no money up front like none of that like she just down the ride with whatever we putting out bandit signs writing letters making calls my sister's right there yo you gotta and ride a dog like, family i rock with your family already yeah <laughs> so like uh that's just very supportive but like uh yeah so you know everything with my sister so she writes a business plan like while she's off in there and so she's like you know she wants to do she's really into cars like i'm not really into cars but she her and my dad are into cars and so she says she wants to do like the dealer's license with within the cars you know what i'm saying from, from auction but with her having a background background too but with both of them having backgrounds being felons like i'm the only one with the you know fbi security clearance background I've never been in trouble so i'm like okay well i can get the dealer's license and y'all just work under my license that's where the partnership came from because nice. i have the background to be able to get the license you know what i'm saying for them to work under my license you yes. know i was just like oh let me get into the auto dealership like, i don't even like i mean i like cars but not mm -hmm. to like you know no i don't know enough about them to be like oh that's a good one or that's not they do okay so, uh, and they have the network to where a lot of people, you know, with their network buy cash cars. So that's what she wants to do when she comes home. She also wants, of course, help me with whatever I need help with, with the wholesaling and yeah. um, and the new bills and the lots and stuff. And so she was like, um, you know, she wants to do that. And then with my dad, we're, we're working on getting a truck for him. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to probably end up doing like a hot shot first. Um, that's yeah. something that we more feasible for us right now versus like the 18 wheeler um so got some stuff on that i think we're gonna do that that one first do the hot shot first yeah you know what i just i had been looking at starting a new business or you know i'm just i guess i'm addicted to multiple streams and one of the mm -hmm. things that and you should follow this channel it's this this uh brother his name is uh well his channel name is casino is the name i know his name ain't casino but his channel name is Casino is the name, but he talks uh, extensively about hot shot trucking. And, mm -hmm. uh, but I also fell into, it's this young lady, her name doesn't come to mind, but it's a sister and she was on YouTube talking about, um, 
transporting vehicles, a vehicle transporter. Mm, okay. Yeah, and it was also this, but I ended up deciding to go with the dumpster trailer, um, d- basically junk removal. So I just bought a dumpster, and I just bought a um, two F two fifty as well. So my partner. Oh, nice! Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. But I was gonna do the hot shot trucking way. And I was thinking about dispatching. It was just so many things, but the trucking and is- transportation is so many things. And yeah. that's what I was telling my dad. I was like, Dad, like it's so many different things. And he's just like, Yeah, baby girl, we can just, you know, do 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 like cause yeah. he this and that because he has his CDL and he's been driving for years, like all this stuff, but he just wants his own or for like us to, you know, do something with that. And I'm like, Daddy, you know the operation side. Yeah. I have to know and understand the business side. Mm-hmm. And- I don't understand it. I don't know it. So, you know, I want to reach out to, you know, do I reach out to Hood Estates for, you know, their, their, their trucking, how they do it their way? Do I reach out to, um, it's the lady called the trucking guru. Um, oh, yep. Yeah. I want to bring her on the podcast. Yeah, she's, dope. she's from Dallas. She's from out here. Really? Yeah, oh, she's she from Dallas. When she opened her mouth, you can tell she's from Dallas. Like, <laughs> and all this stuff like yeah she's she's so cool like i love here like she's really really cool and uh-huh. um but that's yeah, the one but, to be on the road with her son right no kiara don't uh no kiara started with dispatching she started with dispatching and then she, she has a freight broker service and she's a fleet owner Oh, yeah. that's super dope. With dispatching. She tells everybody, if you don't have any knowledge, start a dispatching company. Then you can start like a, you know, you can get you some fleets from the money that you're making in dispatching. So, yeah. Yeah, she's really, really dope. But yeah, she's from out here. She's real cool. Um, but yeah, she came a, became a millionaire from dispatching. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's super yeah. That's super dope. Yep. But yeah, but yeah, with the transportation, though, like I like it's so much stuff. Like even the the escorting, like the escorting, you you know when you uh when you have the big overloads yeah. coming and those little cars in the yeah, that's just a small business that owns those things. That's that's uh escorting them through the city. Wow. You know, escorting company, yeah. Like it's it's so many different ways. Um, you can deliver auto parts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying from the dealerships to the the local mechanic shops. Um, well, basically, you know, what you're saying for the listeners is a million ways to get it. You just gotta yeah, get it. Yeah, it's a million ways to get it. Like it's just it is, y'all. Like it's just it's crazy. I didn't know that with transportation because that that's not my lane. You know, mm-hmm. that was my sister and my dad lane. But because of their background situation and like for me, like it ain't no knock. If you got a background, bro, let's figure out a way. Let's figure out a person like even like me who got a good background. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if they need to get the dealer's license for you just to work under it. Like, yeah. you don't got to be like, oh, man, I got, you know, I got the background, I got the felony. Man, started you a business, homie. And right. And real talk, you know, <laughs> if having a record is what pushes you to entrepreneurship, hey, maybe it's a oh. blessing in disguise. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So you just exactly. got to make it work for but you. We're going to get it by, what what uh, what I should say, we're going to get it by any means. It, I, what she, I forgot what she said. She exactly. said we're going to get the bag one way and another, like not one oh, way yeah. and that's Boy, and another. Exactly. Speaking of Dallas, y'all got some heavy hitters. Are you familiar with this? Um, going back to real estate, this company called T Dallas Smith Company. They they've done over fifteen billion dollars of commercial transactions. Is it the brokers? Uh, yeah, they black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen them in a, one of the articles. Yeah, I read about them. Yeah. Oh, super dope. Super dope. Yeah, that's real cool. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what else did I want to hit? Oh, so um, 
obviously I'm always trying to connect with, uh, you know, both black men and black women doing their thing in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow, um, I think she's your partner, um, Sierra Nicole. Oh yeah, that's, she's one of my co-founders uh, for the association that we just started, yes. Yeah, the, the local RIA, right, in, in Dallas? Yes, mm-hmm. in Dallas, yes. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. So like I said, Dallas is doing dope things. Can you talk a little bit about the, what is it, the DFW Black Real Estate Investors, basically a RIA? Yeah, it's a RIA, but yeah, it's just a Black Real Estate Investors Association. Um, yeah, so basically, like, we co-founded this. It's five of us. Um, it was my ideal, and they just helped me to spearhead it, and they're just great. They're amazing. Um, I'm glad all of them, like, we're just, like, family. Like, we actually all hung out, like, a Saturday for, like, Labor Day. Um, and so we went over a lot of ideas for the website we're building. Um, we have a guy that's building a custom website for us, um, which is going to be for members only. Um, so it will be like password protected uh, for those who are members to come into it because it's going to be certain things that only members will have access for. Okay. So, you know, the content um, and any education that we talk about or we do, um, it's coming from our network. So if people want to learn a little bit more about like, I don't know, like mobile homes or anything like that. Like we may reach out to, you know, mobile home elite investors or, you know, I may have Jazz or Mod on or Tara, like talking to our members, okay. you know, maybe like a little, you know, step-by-step thing for them or whatever. It's just going to be different content on what they can do um, because everybody always is always talking about wholesaling. Like we're not really going to focus on wholesaling unless you want to. Like you can, but it's a lot of people that have nine to fives. They want to get in real estate, but mm-hmm. they, like they have to quit their job and you do not have to quit your job. Mm-hmm. You don't wholesale. You can literally just save your 20% and go buy a turnkey for a rental, like, or whatever it may be, you know, um, you know, just to get you a rental property. You don't necessarily have to go the route of wholesaling. Like, I don't know why everybody has that idea in their head, but that's not, you don't have to do that. You can start with Airbnbs. You don't, I don't, I don't know, like, but we just kind of want to focus on that. Sierra is great because she does a lot of the content and marketing. Um, okay. She's really great in that aspect. That is not my ministry. Um, <laughs> Me either, girl. So, yeah, that is not my ministry, but Sierra is really great with that. Um, like, I know she does TikToks a lot. She's the youngest out of the group. Oh, okay. Um, she be doing TikToks too? That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, she be doing the TikToks. Yeah, she hit, like, almost, like, a little bit over, like, um... I think like 16 million on one, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, she did like really, really good. And she she's built her business created up from the ground up for, for their trucking company. Her and her husband has a, a trucking company and um, they built their business credit from the ground up. So she teaches people like that. And she's starting her, our business credit for, you know, the association for us to do for our events and different things like that. But we all have different businesses and stuff. So we're not making money from this. It's just a networking event for the black investors or aspiring to be mm-hmm. in the metroplex. That's super dope. Um, Sounds like it's going to be a really dope resource. And then I, I right. noticed the, one of the um, things you guys said that it's going to focus on group economics as well. So do you guys Correct. plan to do like some crowd? Yes, I want us to yeah, exactly. The, actually, we're working on um, actually like two properties right now to where us as a group, um, because like the, like, the, okay, the, the problem where it's going to be hard because we're a networking group that's then, when we have the networking events, the networking events are free. We're saying what it is, this and that, this and that, and then you can become a member. When you become a member, that's where we're having the private meetings for different 
you know what I'm saying, for us to like connect and do different um, like deals and stuff together. But you also have the networking part. Like if you have a smaller deal yourself on the side and you need the money for it, hey, well, this group right here, you know, may have the passive money for you to, you know, fund your deal or whatever it may be. Like, I don't know, you know, okay. but um, the group economics portion is for us to get into development. Like it's around DFW. It's a lot of property that's for sale, like 16 acres, 20 acres, 30 wow, acres. Really? You know what I mean? And it's just like nobody be buying and stuff. And yeah, because it, it's expensive or you need the capital for it. But us coming together, we're stronger in numbers. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And that may look like a crowdfunding situation. That may look like, you know, where it may only be like 10 of us coming up with 50,000 or 60,000 each or whatever it might be. 10,000, 5,000. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know the numbers. It depends on the deal, you know, but I just want it to be a space where we are collectively learning, educating, investing, and building wealth through, you know, with each other and group economics you know so hopefully it goes well it's just it's been difficult because of um trying to find a venue right now um because we got over like almost like 380 like maybe to 400 like emails like and we haven't been doing any marketing that was just from the lunch so when we send that out that is people you know to come to the networking event that's a lot of people yeah, not yeah. saying oh, 300 or three 380 to 340 gonna come but it's like, you still want to make sure you have enough for if people do start to RSVP and it's that many people. No, but, yeah, so it's just been hard kind of getting a venue right now. So uh, we're going to send I'm out a survey. That's what I'm saying. We're going to send out a survey to see if people would, you know, if they don't mind uh, doing a Zoom, yeah. you know, like a meet, you know, for us to kind of talk about what the group is about, like the membership fees, different things like that. Um you know, and just any questions that people want to ask or, you know, your investing knowledge level or whatever, we're just going to send out a survey and, and see, but we kind of wanted to do that and maybe have a summit or something or like a panel, like mm -hmm. something really maybe at the top of the year, once we figure out what everybody wants to learn, we can then reach out to our networks to get those speakers to come and maybe talk. Yeah. Uh, we have a studio out here in Dallas, so, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. that's super dope it sounds like y'all got a plan that's for sure i think that's a great thing um yeah but freaking covid yeah i know girl i know mm -hmm. that put a dent in a lot of people's plans um so yeah so obviously you're involved in you know a, a lot of businesses well your passion being real estate and you like your day job that, and i think it's really inspiring too for people that you know don't necessarily want to leave their day job i feel like the narrative uh, i see it a lot on twitter as well like we kind of shame people that's like oh you work for the man it's like not everybody hate their job bro like you can do both and like one of your tweets you mentioned that you know you can have a nine to five and invest it's not one or the other you know what i'm saying right. Right. Think, you can do both. You can do both and be successful at both and love and be just as passionate at both. So I think that's important right. for you here for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I love my nine to five. I like my nine to five a lot. Um, I'm helping people. Um, a lot of people lost their homes. They lost their properties. I don't do the individual assistance side. I do public assistance. So I work with the cities, the counties, um, you know, the, the, the entities, the government entities. But when I'm helping these cities and, and counties and, and, and roads departments get back on their feet, mm -hmm. um, funding, it's helping the people mm -hmm. directly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me to do that and write these grants and do the property damage assessments and all this stuff, um, it's helping people. And that's what I do 
real estate too. Like I help people out of certain financial situations that they're in yeah. um, by buying some land for them that may have had back taxes on it. Um, if they've inherited a property and they don't know what to do with it, but they want to make some money off of it, I may partner with them mm -hmm. to, or I may just buy it from them outright. Um, so it just depends, but I just like helping people. So that's what I'm doing with my nine to five. Um, I get paid very well. Um, the government's really easy, laid back, chill. Mm -hmm. I have three day holiday. Yeah, I have three day weekends, you know what I'm saying? Like every other weekend I'm off three days. So like great benefits. Um, I have no complaints. Like it's fine, you know. Yeah. Uh for the time being, you know, I'm not trying to work here forever. Like, no, nah, I'm 32. Yeah. Um, I don't plan on being here forever. Um yeah. you know, I want to retire my mom and my dad first, and then um, I'll go on out retire. At least at least probably I I, I kind of want to retire about 40. That's always been my age. I want to retire age 40 so we'll see respect that's you roll on your way girl roll on your way okay um i want to talk about you know being a woman being a woman entrepreneur being a woman boss what's been some of your challenges like even in business has it been maybe you're met with some sexism and even in terms of negotiation what's been your experience in terms of being a woman boss um my experience being a woman boss especially in real estate real estate is a male dominated industry um it's kind of hard like when i first started um i got played um by two male investors uh where i lost upwards almost to like about twenty thousand on a deal um and it was just a learning lesson um you know and just learning the slick talk and all of this and all and just you know learning not to show all your cards you know different things of that nature but I was very trusting um you know just wanted to you know just to network with everybody but it, it, it doesn't work like that it's not you know a fairy tale anything like that but they are very you know the sex is like you know just the comments where it's just like well no bro like this is just about business I'm not trying to get with you I'm not trying to go on a date with you none of that like I a relationship um you know a committed relationship so i'm not and, and people may not know that because they're like oh i didn't know you were, well it ain't your business to know like it's not right. a secret it's just it's my personal business i don't put my personal business online because it's not for y'all to know like you know what i mean that's my personal business mm -hmm. now my personal friends you know may say like like you i talk to you offline so like you may know that stuff mm -hmm. you may know personal things about me or whomever but not everybody knows it Mm -hmm. you know for sure um but but I, i've gotten that a lot of times um the negotiating not so much um with men when i talk to men they are actually very welcoming uh versus me talking versus like if my partner who's a male talk to them yeah. men is more comfortable talking to them and women are comfortable talking to me too but it's just it's different when a man talks to me mm -hmm. uh, negotiating it's a lot easier, or I guess he, they just prefer to talk to a woman. Negotiating mm -hmm. is like a man, maybe. I don't know. But but nobody has been rude or disrespectful. Like sellers, I'm saying. But but buyers, um, other investors, definitely disrespectful, for yeah. sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. I kind of got a similar experience, for sure. Okay. Yeah, they do it all the time. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. All right. Well, this real estate stuff and trucking stuff has been a great conversation. I wanted to talk a little bit because, you know, Forty Culture is all about duality. So we talk some fun stuff, too. Not saying real estate ain't fun. It's fun. I'm, I, I'm having a fun time. Like, I love real estate. I know you're passionate. Yeah, me too. Me too. Right? But I know you're a hoops fan. 
And if I'm reading it right, it seems like you're a Bron fan, right? LeBron? Oh. Hold up, hold up. No, me. Okay, so me, you, and Nita one time before went on a long thread. Y'all. Oh yeah! Remember um when the Jordan uh when the Jordan uh uh thing came out and yeah. we was like back and forth on this thread. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Nita and uh I forget who uh it was some other guys from Twitter or whatever. We was yeah. all going back and, forth. and I was like, man, I don't know, bro. LeBron is great. Don't get it okay. to he's great. You know what I'm saying? He's a goat in his own right. But man, it's just when I started playing, I started playing basketball at age ten. Yeah. You know what I'm so like I just I look up to Iverson, I look up to Jordan, I look up to Kobe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Same you know, here. like stuff like that. I just the league is soft to me now, bro. Like I just okay. y'all niggas just facts. But see the thing for me too, it may be a different affinity too because we both from Northeast Ohio, me and Brian. So like I've been watching this. Gotcha. So he kind of no, that's like your brother. That's like your brother. Yeah, it's like go ahead, Brian. I feel like I've been on this journey with him. Like when he was a senior, I was a freshman. So like. I just be so tight when people be trying to blow down on him. It's like, bro, hold up, that's the bruh. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I love him as a man, like especially yeah. off the court. He's amazing. Um, and what he's doing for you know back his community, his hometown. I love it. Like, um, and then just on the court too. Like, no, he's a beast on the court. I'm not taking that away. But it's yeah. like some because I used to hoop. I'm like, no, like I just it's it's stuff because I used to hoop. I be like, okay, bro, gotta go harder. <laughs> you know, gonna be like, his brain how much harder different. can he go? How much harder can he go? I'm like, son, if you got a a, a cramp, you get your ass out there. Like, his, I, but I see, his killer is different. I think we try to compare him to scorer like MJ and Kobe, and it's like LeBron wants to be. He don't mind passing to Damon Jones. Passing the you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I get it. I get it a lot. Yeah, but it's like, but sometimes stuff, though, like, for real, keep it real, though, like, some stuff at certain times when I've watched, like, he should have been the one taking the shots. Okay. He's a better shooter than them. He's a better scorer than them. That's fair. And it it would have been a moment, like, where it's, like, the game, you know what I'm saying, like, the game winning shot or whatever it might be, like, where it was just, like, to be clutch. No, Le- LeBron should have took it. You don't give it to JR or whoever who's throwing it down the <laughs> way. No, you take the shot, bro. Yeah. You're the franchise player. And Definitely. that's times that's what I don't be liking about bro. I'd be like, yo, son, what's up? What is up with you? So like, like when Steph and KD played together, who shot should right. who should have been shooting last? Uh, I think KD, because I like KD more as a player. Okay. KD is versatile to me. KD can KD can do a lot of different stuff. Um, and Steph can too. Steph is amazing. He's nice. But for me, yeah. KD is very versatile. He's very versatile. That's right. No, nice. Steph is nice. He's no, nice. Steph is a great shooter. Greatest shooter ever. But let's leave it there. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. But yeah, for me, I think it should have been KD. Because KD's I agree. Very versatile. He's very versatile. Just like KG. See, I grew up on KG. Yeah. D reminds me of KG because their game is he's very versatile. That's how KG was. Like he was very versatile. That's true. Sorry. Speaking of cousin Nita, I, you know what? You gonna have to holler at her. She she mad at me. I, we had got into it on some J Cole stuff, and I think she was mad how I handled it. But she blocked me on everything. I like to bring her on the show though. But uh, really? love for me. Yeah, she <laughs> mad at me, bro. And I was like, dang, can we talk about it? All the time I tried to talk about it, she blocked me. <laughs> oh, I love though. It happens. 
But I love Nita, man. She crazy. I yeah. love people from Ohio. I didn't even know I love people from Ohio. <laughs> like, there's like you, Irene, like uh, Nita. Like, yeah, I got a, a couple of other partners uh, that I met at We Five and stuff. Two of them, my, uh, my homeboys, they from out there. Like, yeah. Just y'all dope out in Ohio, bro. Like I love it for sure. Like, for sure. I love D Town too. Well, because I want a rental property out there, man. Yo, the market is booming for sure. For sure. Definitely let's maybe we could do something together, even. You know, we can definitely work. I'm with out. it. I'm with it. If we can find something and like partner up on it. Like I'm all I'm all about um collaboration over competition. So yeah, for sure. And the rents has gotten much better too. Like even on because really I, like, I like section eight. And the Section Eight is really up to market now, like um, okay, Cleveland, because the cost of entry is really cheap in the Midwest. I mean, Cleveland, mm-hmm. Detroit, um, Kansas City, Kentucky. Saint- <laughs> yeah, it's just different. Yeah, it's all cheap in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we could definitely do something. That'd be dope. All right. So oh, who won in the finals? I haven't. Oh, you haven't watched? You haven't watched? I have, watched, watched, I have not watched. One game in the bubble. No oh, more. wow. I feel you. <laughs> Not one game in the bubble. It's all weird to me. It's yeah. um, just different. Uh, yeah, no. And they're not playing defense. Like, it's just like, like I tell you, it's soft. Like, the league is soft, yo. The league like, is different, for sure. So soft. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they're so soft. The officiating but... is horrible. True. That too. That too. That's too. But that's just my opinion, you know. Um, I don't know, but people be like, oh, you know, like that. I'm like, nah, bro. Like I used to hoop, like you know what I mean? Like whatever, um, you know, all the way to you know, my freshman year in college. So it's just like nah, like yeah. yeah, you know, it's just you know, it's just I started making money and like WNBA don't make they don't make money like that. They make money from their endorsements, but once I seen what they made versus what I could make, I can make more money as an engineer. You know what I'm saying? Like so that's real. That's a fact. Like, like now nah, I'm gonna go get this bread over here, bro. You got to have that hoop shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I hope from time to time, like me and my uh, my my boyfriend, like he's on his way here, um, uh, cause he's in Houston. Uh, we're probably gonna go hoop before the sun go down. Just oh, that's for- yeah. So we're gonna. Oh, go that, that's Bay for real. We be hooping with you. Oh, that's love. Yeah, yeah, like we go hoop. Like we do everything. It's like my best friend. Like for sure. That's dope, man. Respect for sure. All right, so we just over an hour here. I know you busy lady, busy woman. I respect you for taking out time to, you know, bless the listeners for the Culture Podcast. Um, so um, closing in here, you got any words of wisdom or words of advice for women, or not just women, women or men, for that matter, that's interested in becoming an entrepreneur or getting involved in real estate specifically? Um, I would say... Number one, just don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of like the unknown. Don't be afraid of like, oh, because like it's too high or it's too this or it's too that. Just do it. Literally, and I mean that, like I know it's the same from like Nike or anything like that. Literally just go do it. Like when you find a great deal, the money will come. It will follow. It will be so many people that want to place their money in your deal when it's a great, great deal. So sure. don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the funds. It will come. Mm-hmm. Overanalyze and overthink. Like the was the analysis paralysis. Don't do it. Yeah. Once you learn it, you get your steps. One, two, three, four, five, whatever many steps it is. Start on the first two steps. Mm-hmm. Then 
out to somebody and you know now you got a deal or you don't got to contact any little tips then go to the next steps but don't just keep over analyzing stuff because you'll never start you'll never because that's what happened to me at first you know like i just i kept over analyzing things but you got to jump off the porch you know what i'm saying jump off the porch and go get it like and it, i'm telling you it'll happen like it will because yeah. look at you, you jumped off the porch and, and, and now you're a developer, girl. I'm so proud of you. That's super dope. Very inspiring. That's 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 gems right there. That's that's some that's some free game right there. You right. The importance yeah, of for sure. All right, girl. So um one last thing. Where can people find you if you know they want to follow you on social your social media handles? Um on Twitter it's the landlady. Uh, two one four. So land L A N D lady two one four. Um, Instagram the Porsche Edmund. Uh, just the T H Porsche and Edmund E D M U N. And then Facebook Porsche Edmund. Same thing. So. All right, but 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 well, yeah, you make hey, make sure you tell cousin Nita holler at me. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. I'm gonna get on Twitter. Yeah, it need to be in her own world like Nita's so damn dope to me like I still never met Nita before like I want to meet her Um, I never met her yeah she like dope as hell because she keeps it real like not like how other and she's authentic um, she's authentic this she's authentic and she's genuine and like she doesn't do like how how these old other like guru type people like she real like it's like nah bro like you literally you don't even be needing all that stuff bro like she's real with people so yeah, yeah I, I haven't met her in person either, but you know, we used to talk a lot on social media. She's definitely a dope individual. I respect her for sure. I'm, and I'm, gotcha. I'm sorry that rap and hip hop is what tore us apart, but we I'm gonna run up on her in person. Was it when J. Cole dropped was it when J. Cole dropped the uh that that song or whatever? No, nah, it was uh he I don't know if it was that no name song. It was before that. And she mm-hmm. was just like talking real greasy about Cole. Well, first I had started like, you know, why you say that. She was like something cold, boring. And maybe I got too passionate about it and I have talked about it on Facebook. And I would attach her about it. I wasn't trying to do no slick shit behind her back, but I didn't think Cousin Nita was on Facebook. And I don't know how she found the post or whatever, but she got mad and she's like, oh, you should have tagged me. And I'm like, girl, I didn't even know you was on Facebook. Then she just like blocked me. I was like, well, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about why you think Cole is boring. <laughs> Yo, y'all is crazy. See, that, that's, that, that's Cleveland, that's Ohio being passionate. Because that's how y'all, <laughs> when people don't like Brun. Y'all that's like, because Nita don't me over Brun, man. Like, I was like, what? Like, I mean, I don't know. I know she loves Brun, and I know you love Brun. Y'all are huge LeBron fans, which, yeah. you know, it's say he's great it's just certain stuff that i'd be like dude like you gotta take the you know what i'm saying the last yeah. shot because you're the franchise player you know what i'm saying but now nah, he's great like i said he's great he's a goat in his own right you know what i'm saying yeah. like he's amazing off the court like, i'm gonna I be just, sad when he leave now i know you don't watch the nba as much that's gonna be the day where i probably fall out you and think I'm, he's gonna like retire or something um yes yeah, it's, it's coming to a close 17 years in i'm giving him Four at tops, four more seasons. Twenty and be out. Twenty seasons. I think he want to play with his son, so that takes him to I think four year, four more years. Yeah. What you mean? He gonna play with LeBron? LeBron Jr. Yeah. Yeah, I think he want to still be in the league when his son is a rookie. Really? I think that's the goal. His son is going to the tenth grade, so yeah, that's 
three more seasons. Yeah, but don't he got to do a year in college, though, right? Well, no, I think that uh, – you know, I'm an agent as well. That rule is going to be coming off the books here soon. I expect it to change. Really? Because you know it came back on the books. Right. So it went off, it came back. Because yeah. KG is like the last person, like him and Kobe, right? And no, then, the last like, one was uh, Dwight Howard. That 05 class, who all was it? Got you, got you, got you. And then I remember then they changed it. They, they get you got to do one year and done. Yeah. And then, um, oh, around the time they tried to, you know, they implemented the dress code because they, I guess, Ellen Iverson was making it too street. You know, it's all yep. politics. Yep, yep, yep. He changed the game, he did for sure. He did, he did. Don't give him his credit for that, but AI changed the game a lot. You know, hey, let me ask you just one last question because I debate on social media about this a lot and I be in my feelings, I guess. Alan Iverson or D-Wade? Who was the one to wear the... Who, who was the better one to wear number three? Uh, AI. Thank you! Period. It doesn't even Period. matter about the rings. Like, it don't even matter. He changed the course of basketball. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like, like when you think of number three, you think of Allen Iverson. You don't. I don't think of D Wade. I don't either. And I hate when people try to implement that ring stuff into. At the end yeah. of the day, I mean, rings are important. Like, of course, yeah. like you know, that's what they're there. Like, they're there to win championships. Mm -hmm. But you looking at the the flow of what happened in Philadelphia. Philadelphia did the same thing in Cleveland that they did with Ron when he first got there. They did not bring him any help. That's true. So, they did not bring him any help. The reason why Braun got a ring because he left mm -hmm. to compile together to get help. Mm -hmm. And if, if AI would have did that, he would have probably got a ring too. Like, dude had heart. Nobody, no. Nobody's messing with AI, period. I agree. I agree. You, I period. couldn't say it no better. That's the perfect way to end the show. Fact. <laughs> period. All right. <laughs> I appreciate you for having me, girl. You, sh you too, girl. This is episode 13 of For the Culture Podcast. I'm your girl, the one and only Tate Jordan. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have not already subscribed on podcasting platforms, please do that. Also hit subscribe on YouTube if you're watching the visuals and you can follow For the Culture at underscore the number four, the culture with a K on Instagram. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at one underscore Tay Jordan, T-A-Y, Jordan like Mike. Peace and love. Godspeed.